right, guys, look, I wasn't a big fan of the last intro we had going on, but this one's fucking jamming, dude. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> look, and this is what Facebook kept shutting me down over, over on Facebook Live <laughs> on, but listen to this. I mean, I ain't mad about it. <laughs> that, that, that gets me feeling really, really good. Dude. That got me hype coming into this, man. So, so how you liking it, man? Look, so this is Blake, your host, a.k.a. Balake, and we got the original, the OG, Quentin himself, man. How has it been, bro? Oh, good, good. <laughs> you know, we, we, we teamed up for the Super Bowl. Had the watch party yesterday. We did, we did, so and we. we, I, I, we got I got to have the a good sweats, man. <laughs> man. You threw it down on the grill. I'm saying. Hey, look, I, I didn't you. get fat on accident, so. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I made a friend while I was there. That was all good. It was oh, all good, <laughs> man. And look, and he wasn't in terrorist mode, so I am pumped about that, man. That. Last night went over great. <laughs> so, and look, he's in a good mood again today. So it, we are striking gold with this one. So I, I, I'm not too mad about it. Yeah. Now, oh. go ahead. I was going to say, we hadn't, we hadn't really been on any shows since uh, we left the radio show. No. Yep. It's but been a while. We've had, I, I know we've had so much happen. It's been about a year happened. since me and you've been on the mics together. Yeah, yeah, close to it. It was, it was probably, I think what it had to be summer of last year. Yeah, that because that was right before I left to uh, move out of state. So yeah, it's been it's been almost a full year. Yeah, since, man. But great to be back on with you. Always good. It is, man. And look, I got I got pumped up when I found out you was back in town. So it's uh, <laughs> I, I had to to nudge you, see what you was doing for the Super Bowl, and I, I was kind of glad you was uh you was wanting to come over and chill, man. It's uh, it, it was definitely a good time, and you know, and speaking of Super Bowl, that kind of that's what kind of brings us here this evening, right? It's uh, yeah. this is the weekend recap. If if we left that out, you know, I'm sorry, the intro got me hyped. So <laughs> you're listening to the weekend recap here, but, uh, I want to dive into this, the Super Bowl here, man. And we, we got some things going on. The off season officially started today. I mean, it, the season's over. <laughs> There's nothing else to do other than to go, Oh, I need a hot tub, <laughs> you know? So all the scripts are for next year at this point. Oh, I know. Right. Uh, you got to get them right. <laughs> Look, how funny would it have been if it was the, uh, the exact score? <laughs> oh my goodness! Close enough. I, 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 I think it was thirty-four, thirty-seven. Is what the internet was passing around as a script, something like pretty, that. pretty close. I mean, I mean, a point off on both 35? ends, and and the opposite team won. But the internet had it scripted as the Eagles winning. But well, I mean, when the cat's out the bag, you can't prove them right. <laughs> I, I mean. You know, there was just so many people in Vegas just throwing down hundreds and hundreds of dollars on that exact score. <laughs> oh, man. Look, so I wish there, I was there's no way like they could Vegas. let that win. So maybe maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. I, I don't need to be getting into radio. I, I need to get into casino ownership. How do we make that happen? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the money that was made and not made that night. My God. See, that's why I don't gamble. 
I have picked wrong consecutively. <laughs> All season long, seems like. But uh, I, I've been picking the wrong spots to put on each foot every morning for the past 32 years. So there ain't no way I'd be able to pick out how many rushing yards and scores and everything else when it comes to any, any games. <laughs> Look, I'll, I'll trust them when they say over under. I'm like, yep. And I just don't bet, man. It's uh, the only thing I can bet on with that is me losing money. So I was like, ah, no. I'd rather lose money yeah. doing something more dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Take my chances in a lotto. I know, right? <laughs> hey, look, and I, I respect. I don't know. I just don't. Maybe I don't trust them. Maybe that's the thing I should say. I don't trust the people that say, "If I won the lottery, it wouldn't change me." Look, that's it, a complete lie. Now I'm not going to be was- changed for. I wouldn't be this monster. But you're going to know immediately <laughs> that, I won the, that I won this damn lottery. <laughs> so, uh, look, I'm just going to show up. You're like, you know what? You would know immediately. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> so, no, man. But There, there wouldn't be signs, but I'm, I'm just saying I'd walk into the studio looking like Kirk Cousins. <laughs> hey, look, something. Even if I had to spray tan on some abs, we'd do it. <laughs> I'd be coming in with about six different chains around my neck. I don't even wear necklaces hardly, hardly but you know, I'd, I'd I'd have a couple just because. Just because. I mean, why not? Yeah. Just why yeah. not? You know, I might have some gold frosted eyebrows or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But look, uh, you know who's seeing gold right now? It's got to be that team from Kansas City. That, that team from Kansas City, man. Oh, Patrick Mahomes. This dude. Yeah. And I for mean, the people that just are still kind of oblivious to it, you've got to add the Kansas City to the portion because the, the town's not actually, or the uh, city's not actually in the state of Kansas. Nope. There's so many people that get that confused. Oh, but. I know. We might have just blew somebody's mind. They're going to go back and fact check this one. This one. The way to go. Look, and look, There's this is why one. I'm not even trying to do this on Facebook no more. The, the, these fact checkers, man. It's a, Now you're going to get them hunting us down on these podcasts, which, by the way, you can listen to all of our podcasts on Apple, Google, and Spotify, guys. So make sure you go out there, find us, just type in the weekend recap, listen to all the old shows, listen to tonight's show, and all the shows coming down the pipe on this one. Look. We're keeping this thing rocking and rolling. And let's get back to the football conversation. Now, there's a few names that really stood out in this game. Travis Kelsey, for one, is just a man among men out there when it comes to tight ends, you know? Definitely. And I'm hearing people start talking about he might be the greatest tight end of all time. Which statistically, he's got a ways to go, <laughs> but uh, he, he's really good, man. <laughs> I'm not going to knock this guy. He's going to go down as one of the great ones. And physically, I don't think there's many tight ends that have been able to perform to a level that he's been able to perform. I mean, you got Tony Gonzalez. Nobody's going to argue this dude's athleticism. I mean, Lord, he played basketball, NCAA basketball, and the greatest tight end to ever play the game, statistically. And then you look yeah. over at uh, Shannon Sharp, a different type of body. But, you know, these guys kind of had that frame for blocking too, which Kelsey does as well. 
So I mean, yeah, I, I can see the conversation. Now, if he if they if this is going to be a run like we saw with Tom Brady and everything, I mean, that was a pretty good quarterback to tight end combination there itself. So I mean. This might be the second coming. You know, Andy Reid, it seems like he's really got this championship football thing dialed in, man. This dude is having more fun than me, and I love it. Yeah, you know, you, you pretty much hit it right on, right on the nose where I was going to go with it. You know, when they came to the dynasty there in New England, you had Belichick, you had Brady, and you had Kronkowski. You, you think all the Super Bowls, you think those three guys together. And uh, I, same thing here. With between Reed, Mahomes, and Kelsey, I, it doesn't. I mean, obviously, they proved this season they don't need their star wide receiver to make sure that they have a passing game. They got rid of the Cheetah Hill, sent him down to Miami, picked up who uh, Schuster Smith. Yeah, and, that, that turned out to work out in their favor last night, man. That that was a pretty yeah. good signing right there. Yeah, and I just going, just looking at some of the stats here, you, you know, on the chief side of the ball, offensive side of the ball, that is, you, your top two receiving uh, guys on the team last night was Kelsey and Smith. Yep. And Kelsey was 81 yards and a touchdown. It, I mean, whenever you got a tight end that can throw up almost 100 yards on every game and consistently score you a touchdown each game. You've got to account for that guy with a D-back or a cornerback. You can't stick a linebacker on this dude. It's just no. he's going to outpower him every <laughs> time. They're not going to keep up with this guy. And he's just yeah, exactly. so much bigger than them, too. You know, that that's what made Gronkowski so great was just you couldn't put a linebacker on him. And you couldn't put these small cornerbacks on him, neither. I mean, they just couldn't really compete with these guys' size. And, look, yeah, Travis the Kelsey, athleticism. they – Maurice Jones drew and I forget the other guy that asked a question, but they straight out asked him, Hey, why are you always open? You know? And I kind of don't like Travis Kelsey that much. Cause he always just seems to be a, a real big meathead, but maybe that's just the side I've always seen of Travis Kelsey as far as what they catch on the, uh, on TV. But the first thing out of his mouth was game scheme. Andy Reid's game scheme. He goes, he schemes me yeah. open. <laughs> so, I mean, this dude is just highly intelligent, just dialed in and just athletically, man. He, You're going to be having this conversation, you know, five years from now. Is he the greatest? Because I, I, I need to find out how long he's been in the league. If I'm not mistaken, I think he came in like, what, 2013? Let's see here. Bear with mm-hmm. me. Live action here. I don't know if he's been that that far into the league so far. I wonder if he's only been in here probably six years. I don't think it's been quite ten, but I mean, I could, I could be wrong. When the, nope, you hit it right on the head there. Thirteen, holy smokes! So ten years, and the level in which this dude is still performing after a decade of being in the league. So maybe this dude's a lot slyer than I thought. But man, just every time he opens his mouth. It just feels like a frat party. <laughs> it really does. But uh, hats off to these guys, man. They just absolutely killed it. Look, and I was worried for Patrick Mahomes there. Hey, you know, you heard all the talk about the ankle, the ankle, the ankle for freaking two weeks now. 
And he came in and looked good. He's moving around the pocket. The dude is definitely not feeling it, but he got twinged, you know, twanged up right there before halftime. And he came back like it was nothing, you know, and he's out there talking about, I didn't get any shots or anything like that in the back. So if that's true, I don't know if it's a lie. He told it, but uh, at the end of the day, man, that run, Oh my God, <laughs> you know, this, he was the second leading rusher for the team. What did he go for? Uh, six carries, 44 yards on that. I mean, yep. if he wasn't uh, as slow as he was, that could have been six points. <laughs> they, they definitely chased him down from behind, man. But uh, And then you, then you talk about, like, his, his ability to run the ball and being the second highest rusher on the team. Look at his completion versus mm-hmm. his attempts. Six out of 27 attempts last night, six incomplete passes. Yeah. I mean, For a he Super was Bowl performance in. with three touchdowns, Just yeah. dialed in, man. Look, league MVP, Super Bowl yeah. MVP. I mean, they got it right this year. <laughs> they definitely got it right this year. This dude's super bad. I mean, just the way he throws the ball, the angles, the the underhand, the no look. I mean, I'm I'm waiting for the zippity doo dah and the <laughs> and the whisker kitties, whatever else uh, Joe Dirt comes out with, you know. So I mean, it's just my goodness. And look, he he's almost got the bullet like Joe Dirt. Maybe we should just give this dude a nickname. Joe Dirt was the shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Joe Dirt, man. <laughs> this is Joe. You know what? I, I, I we talk about Kelsey being such and being amongst the talks of one of the greats when it comes to tight end position. And I wonder how much of that is contributed to the fact that you have to cover for so many different things on the offensive side of the ball when it comes to the Chiefs that usually the tight end is like your last person that you're worried about picking up. You usually stick a linebacker on, but he's legitimately probably their best wide receiver on the team. And so you've got to account for him first. And then, so if you get your wide receivers to go five and out and have your tight end go up the seam, one-on-one with a safety and throw it into his chest, who's going to win that? I mean, I know probably not too many guys even over six foot that's athletic at the uh, defensive back position is going to size up a Kelsey and make him move the ball on a a one-on-one coverage. That they are hating this entire decision. <laughs> oh man, yeah. <laughs> uh, he wasn't open. <laughs> so it, it's so funny though. No man, it's uh, it, it's just hard to not like this team. You know, I mean, just it, you, you don't They've have got it together. They do. I mean, and, and Andy Reid, you just see this dude and you hear him talk. I mean, he's just he's just like a big old man child and. And it just it seems like he's always on a pilgrimage for a cheeseburger, too. So, I mean, it's, it's the funniest thing hearing this man talk. And, and you see him on the commercials, man. He's just having a good time out there in Kansas City. That That's, in, again, Missouri for those of you guys that don't know this. So, uh, <laughs> look, and, and, that, and I was one of those people for a while, you know, and then, <laughs> then I got educated. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, that's stupid. <laughs> so, I mean, and look, it is. I get it. Y'all ain't going to have to convince me of that. I agree. It is stupid. <laughs> I, I've officially drove by that stadium now four different times. And so knowing how close it is to the border, I, I don't even 
try to correct people when I say it's in Kansas. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty much like I can throw a rock from the stadium to the Kansas line. But <laughs> see, it it would be just as good to see Oklahoma City in Texas. It really would. <laughs> you know, it's like really. <laughs> why why you gotta go do that to me? But uh, and we talk about the Chiefs so much. Not to discredit anything from the Eagles because they played a phenomenal game as well. Oh, man. And anybody that had any doubts when it came to that number one underneath the center on the Eagles side, no more doubts there. 304 total yards for the touchdown for Jalen Hurts last night. He still played unbelievably good for somebody. touchdowns, dude. And the, ex- the two-point conversion. I mean, just, yeah. just the one thing that got him was that turnover. That was huge. And then uh, you allowed that return all the way down to the five yard line. I mean I would say between uh, the return between the, the return to the five and then that we'll, we'll get into it, but there was there was a penalty towards the uh, end. There was look, there's always some dirty laundry, right? You know, I mean Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, yeah, and these young guns, man, they're gonna have to wipe their noses a little bit, you know. I mean, the little snot nose. It, it, it's that time of the year, you know. Granted, I, we're down here in Florida for those that are that are listening. So currently, it, it's hot. <laughs> well, no, it's not bad. It's what in the seventies, high sixties right now. But uh, y'all are probably bellyaching right now because it's probably down in the twenties and thirties wherever you're tuning in from. <laughs> so this is. February thirteenth. Oh, day before Valentine's Day. Oh, time to go buy some chocolates. Oh, <laughs> so, so no. you're you're in Walmart looking for a mic and forgot all about it. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely not. I walked in and saw all the uh, the candy strode out everywhere. I was like, ooh, I'm glad y'all reminded me. <laughs> and I came back with some chocolates. I bet you. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. See. Look, Daddy ain't stupid. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we talked talk a little bit about Jalen Hurts and how he performed last night in the game. On the losing end of the game, but another stellar performance by Jalen Hurts. We talked about the three rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. How about a throwing arm? Two oh, receivers, no. almost in the 100 yards. One at the 100-yard mark, one six-yard shy. Your boy, A.J. Brown, oh, with the only receiving touchdown of the night. Congrats to A.J. Brown. I'm not mad at the guy at all. I didn't want him there. He didn't want to go there, but he went there and went and won a Super Bowl. So, J-Rob, look, man, <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> Just like, oh, uh. Look, when that when that happened in the offseason, I, I was so mad. I, I'm sitting here watching the draft. I'm like, oh, the, the Titans traded, traded A.J. Brown. <laughs> and then they pick up this wide receiver that I'd never heard of. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? What just happened? So we literally gave up two first round picks for this guy. It's just absolutely insane the amount of draft capital they gave up to give away AJ Brown. You know? And and here's the thing. He's still under contract. <laughs> He was going nowhere. It's not like he was a free agent and <laughs> we're trying to keep him. No, we we still had another year on his rookie contract. If I'm not mistaken, they could have franchise tagged him for two more years after that, man. 
Like, that was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen. Look, and I was already mad about him just going to the injury report and drafting folks, <laughs> you know? And then he goes and does this, you know? And I was like, I can't. I was so mad. And I'm sitting here watching what everybody else did. And I was so wrong about the Colts. Oh, my God, they got this. They screwed that up worse than the Titans did. But but uh, the Jaguars got better, man. I was like, dude, they they had a stellar draft class. The Dolphins didn't draft nobody, but, Lord, they traded for everything, and they looked really good until it was like the weekend at the Bernie's there with Tua. <laughs> and, uh, and then the ageless wonder finally just had too much drama going on in the offseason. You know, this Captain Incredible finally got a chink in his armor, and it was not the greatest of innings in Tampa, but at least it was something we could tip our hat to. You know, can't be too mad about it. I think the best thing that came out of that whole situation was the brilliant idea of selling the sand that he announced his retirement on on eBay for like a hundred thousand grand. <laughs> yeah. No, I did love that part. <laughs> Look, and here's the thing: was, why the hell did not think of that? <laughs> that, that part. The, ah, that was my it. immediate thought. It was nothing that like. I, my first thought wasn't like, who, what idiot is going to buy this for a hundred grand? And my first thought was like, why wasn't I on that beach like two seconds afterwards gathering maybe, anything? <laughs> maybe me and you should take a road trip out there to Anna Maria and just scoop up some of that good sand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get, get some of that white sand, man. <laughs> we'll take it back. Look, hundred bucks a bottle. <laughs> We'll save it for the next veteran quarterback that comes through here and retires. Oh God! Which we'll talk about that some more here in a few. Yeah, we'll, we'll dive back. We'll dive into that here in a little bit. Let, let's get back over here on the Eagles, man. Like you said, <laughs> Jalen Hurts, dude. He, this dude, what was it, twenty-seven for thirty-eight, three hundred four yards in a t- in a TD, and he was the leading rusher with seventy yards and three TDs. I mean, if you look at the overall team stat line. It looks like the Eagles should have won this. You know, they had total yards on them. They had, you know, they murdered murdered them through the air. But the the rushing game, you know, it's not like Kansas City really ran it up on them. It was only, what, like 158 yards to 115. So it's not like it was just completely outbalanced here. But if you just look at the overall numbers, you're just like, oh, yeah, they should have won this. And then you get down here to the, the fumbles lost. And, man, that just made no sense watching that. Look, and and the replay, I'm sitting there with you, dude, and I'm like, what the hell happened? And he just just let it go. (laughs) He didn't even hit it with his leg. It just ejecto. (laughs) I was like, what the hell just happened? I I have no idea how this happened. But, uh, man, you want to talk about literally just choking (laughs) under pressure on that one. So that was it's it's there's always one of those moments in every big game where you're just like, yeah, you had that that person had a mental laugh there. Like the the game just seemed to be going so smooth on both sides of the ball. You know, first couple of possessions on both sides. You know, they both came down and scored first possession, second possession they both went four and out, third possession they both drove down the field. And you had the missed field goal by Kansas City, and you're thinking, oh well. There's the game. Like it's gonna probably come down three points, and that's that's where it's gonna be right there. And then just the second half unfolded, and 
everything just kind of it just seemed like when the Chiefs needed something, it just went their way. It didn't matter what case it, it happened to be. It just that was out. If they needed something to fall their way, it fell their way. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it, even the officiating. <laughs> yeah. No, but look, I, I'm looking down the uh, the rest of the stat line here. You know, these guys. I mean. All the stuff was really favored over towards the Eagles as far as winning this thing. You, your third downs, you were 11 for 18. Your fourth downs, you were two for two. You had 72 plays to their 53. Uh, Lord, both teams punted twice. The penalty yards was a little bit more heavy towards uh, to Philly here, but uh, the interceptions, nobody you know threw the ball, intercepted it there, the time of possession you know, was heavy towards the, uh, the Eagles here, but that fumble lost, man, that, that was huge. Yeah. And I, yeah. I didn't realize this until right now, but Kansas city did not give up a single sack. I mean, that that's huge, <laughs> especially on a Patrick Mahomes that apparently was coming in with an ankle injury. <laughs> you know, you, you saw the one time when they got him on the ground and that didn't feel good. <laughs> and I'm surprised they just did not dial that up. So, I mean, I would have to, I'd have to actually Google it and try to see if I could find something, but I don't, I don't know how many Super Bowls it's been since neither team's thrown an interception too. Like for, for a team that's got 304 yards in the air and the other team on the other side with, you know, 182 yards in the air. So that's, that, that's, a lot of ground coverage for no picks in a big game, you know. Yeah. Defensive back safety is not, not being able to make big plays. And they always say defense wins championships. This year seemed to be the offensive version of it. Like, your offenses were going to be – came down to the kicker, but that's usually because <laughs> two great offenses oh, keep going man. back and forth. And I thought that was going to just come back and just haunt the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> when they missed that field goal, I was like, "Oh no, this ain't gonna go good." <laughs> so, but. I, whenever they, I was, whenever we seen that first field goal bounce off the upright, I'm like, "Oh goodness, they, they must have signed the Dallas kicker." But <laughs> <laughs> you, what had happened was, what was that a, a Scooby Doo? Let's see who's under the mask. <laughs> <laughs> No. It's really mayor. Oh no! Oh lord! Uh, not, we're not going to talk about mayors. We, we we've been educating <laughs> ourselves about some mayors. We're going not step in that one. <laughs> now, you know what? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you know what got stepped in? Some bullshit uh, with this flag at the end of the game, man. Yeah. The refs that yeah. threw some dirty laundry <laughs> out on the field. I mean, I, I don't get it, Bubba. You're going to wait that late in the game in that big of a moment. And it just, to me, that ball didn't even seem catchable. And it wasn't. He, he threw the flag so late into the route. I mean, if you go back and watch the replay, you do see where he tugged on him. You do see where it kind of. Changed his trajectory a little bit. But you get, what is it, three to five yards buffer. So, yeah, but it's still contact legal. It's still holding. But, yeah. Uh, 
I can see it on the refs thing too, you know. I mean, maybe that was just enough of the delay in his route to keep him from getting to the corner there, you know. So, I mean, if you're an Eagles fan, either you're going to be pissed off or you're going to be a Chiefs fan and be pissed off. I mean, there was no way that was not going to make somebody not happy. (laughs) And and they're mad at him for actually calling the rule. (laughs) So, I mean, if you're going to be mad at somebody, be mad about that, I guess. As much as a lot of people want to say, you know, that was a, a weak penalty and for such a big game, you let them play. It was a heads-up play by the Chiefs, by, you know, uh, that was Smith that was out there that got held, right? I'm pretty sure. Yes, uh, Juju. But a heads-up heads up play by him because that original route was supposed to be, you know, the, he was going in, he was going to plant the foot and just go straight out, and that was, that was his route. He was supposed to hit the out. They're supposed to come in, hit the out route on it, and then then take off up the field. But when he got held, it kind of turned his body to where his torso was facing towards the end zone instead of the sidelines, and so he just ran that route and cut up the field with it. And Mahomes seen that and just lobbed it up there into the corner, and that's where things got a little little crazy on on the evil side. He, he and Mayberry, he stepped up and said, you know, yeah. I was tugging. I, I thought the ref would let it slide. Oh, I know. So oh, he he could to it. Feel so bad. I thought he'd let yeah. it slide. <laughs> Look, and I get it, Eagles fans. I'm a Titans fan. <laughs> you know, I watched that happen this year. Rough in the center. Oh, damn, that's a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Oh, what do you mean they're closer and now can kick this bill go? Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Yeah, so that happened. <laughs> yeah, it was. I don't know. It, it's one of those. It's one of those moments that you look back and you're, you're like, yep, that's probably uh, that. That's the defining moment in the game. But in the same instance, there were so many other things that led up to it. If you think about it, if Kansas City wouldn't have missed that original first field goal, this would be a six point win instead of oh, you know wow. a three point win, yeah. or even more so. You, the game could have been totally different towards the end. You know, the fumble, the kick return, there were so many other factors that led into putting them in a position to be there. So if at the end of the day, if they wouldn't have gave up other things like the one forced fumble in the game or the 60-yard return or 40-yard return, whatever, 50-yard return, whatever, however long it was, to the five. To the five. (laughs) I mean, the – to the five. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Look, and Kansas City played a perfect game. I mean, that's all I could say about it. They just played a perfect game. Didn't turn it over. Yeah. They were efficient, and they capitalized on the two mistakes the Eagles made, yeah. you know, because there's going to be mistakes that are going to happen in the game. It, it just worked out for Kansas City. The ball bounced the right way. And number 32, oh, Lord, I'm about to scroll to find that dude's name. He was a monster. He was out there. He stripped the ball. He sacked the ball. He he got the touchdown. I'm trying to get his name pulled up. Give me one second. Number one oh, on the list, about? Nick Bolton. I mean, eight tackles, a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, the dude had an awesome game, man. So, I mean, just. Uh, yeah, he was everywhere. And we were, we were talking about him the whole the whole night, really. We were. Yeah, every time, uh, just all every time they the would field. pan to 
yeah, every time they'd pan to the ball carrier, he was either in the background or getting up off the ground, you know, making an assist or a tackle. So he, he was he was covering the whole field to, uh, last night, and it showed. Let's see, that 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 makes me feel bad. I'm actually starting to get heartburn right now because yeah. my my Tennessee Titans and, and the Tampa Bay Bucks are just so far away. <laughs> from from making me feel that good. <laughs> it's uh let, let's get off this conversation with the uh the Super Bowl and let's let's talk about some some shit I actually care about. I mean, congrats to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I mean, sorry about your luck, Philly, but I don't even like your fans anyways. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> AJ Brown again. You know, from love from Nashville via Fort Meade. <laughs> so, at this point, I'm starting to think it's that whole division. Look, Dallas man. fans are annoying to me as a Tampa fan being oh, here in God. Florida. Well, Dallas the fans, they're, they're a little sus, man. <laughs> you, <know, laughs> you, you don't know if they're showing up with cowboy boots or high heels. You just don't know with them, the, Dallas, the Dallas Cowboy fans. But uh, we're just going to we'll leave that alone. this ain't a little nice episode man let's get to talking about what the titans and the bucks need to do to find themselves moving in the direction of a super bowl because i don't see that happening this year i mean these teams just seem like they're either getting too old in some places or just have been completely gutted in some places, and, and that's very much the story for the Titans and the Bucks. And in my opinion, I think they've got very similar needs. You know, uh, let let's talk on the Titans real quick as far as needs go. You know, there, there's a whole lot of conversation with this new GM. Are they going to trade up in the draft and get a quarterback that they really like? Are they going to trade for one of these? lame duck quarterback sitting around in the NFL. But at the end of the day, there's conversation about it not being Ryan Tannehill. So there's a lot of what are they going to do in the draft? What are they going to do in free agency? Is this really a need you need to have right now? Because if I'm not mistaken, Ryan Tannehill probably has another good two, three seasons left in him if you put the right pieces around him. And his biggest issue the last two seasons has been just inconsistent health issues with a himself, but that's primarily because the offensive line issues these guys have and oh, yeah. just the way they gutted this team in the off season last off season, not just this off season, or they, they've already derailed 90% of their offensive line, which I don't blame them. <laughs> you wouldn't make the practice squad on most NFL teams. So, it's you just, know, I, I feel I feel like when it comes to off seasons and you talk about individual teams on what they're going to need and what they what they're going to be looking for in the upcoming draft and the upcoming off season, you, you think big picture, you think certain positions, you think you know quarterbacks, coaches, you know certain one big thing is missing from a team. The Titans, I feel like, are in that rare stage where they have a whole bunch of little problems yeah. that has created one big problem. And 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 that 
what I mean by that is that it got so many small issues interior with, you know, whether it be an offensive guard or an offensive tackle that they're missing, just one solid offensive lineman or, you know, on the defensive side. Things have gotten a little, little dicey in that conversation because there, there's talk that Ben Jones might be retiring and that's the center there. And then Davis is already not on the team. That was the right guard. <laughs> so, I mean, we've already just opened up two more holes that we didn't have, you know, and, and the Ben Jones thing isn't decided, and I have not heard anything saying he is. But you just got to look up at how long this dude's been playing the game. You know, you got you would have to imagine if this thing's going to have to take such a rebuild and we're this far off from a Super Bowl, it, you would it'd be hard to think he's going to be on the team. And he's a big cap hit. So if he does retire, that does open up a lot of cap space for the Titans. So you don't know if the Titans go and make a business decision. Hey, are you planning on retiring? Because we're planning on you not being on the team (laughs) kind of conversation, you know, that way the ball's in Ben Jones's court, but, uh, Taylor Lewan, is this guy even going to come back at the price tag he's at? I mean, he two seasons in a row, just done season ending, you know? And you almost wonder how much want this dude has to play the game. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on with this guy, but he just continuously stays injured. Like, I, I, I don't know if this was a strengthening and conditioning coach issue, but, man, there's there's got to be some sort of change to get your body right to take this kind of workload. or Or you're just fragile. I don't know. But that's a big price tag to not know on, though. So it's just offensive line makes a lot of sense. I mean, it is certainly a need. But uh, And then you turn around and you look at the cornerback situation with the Titans, which I think they made a lot of good steps. But they're still got some inconsistent health issues with one side of the field. Uh, Roger McCrary was outstanding for the Titans this year. But, you know, Chris Fulton... Caleb Farley, these guys really can't stay on the field, <laughs> you know. So that's a, that's a problem. That's a hole there that they were having issues with. And, and then is free agency going to take out your linebackers? You know, you got Kevin Long, but again, this is a dude that's had some inconsistent health issues. So I mean, between quarterback, O line, cornerback, and linebacker, I mean. It might be something you could fix, but if you're jumping up to get a quarterback or trading for one of those guys, you're chopping away at a lot of the stuff you could be bringing in this year <laughs> to help a very serviceable quarterback with, at the time, is the league's best running back, you know? And that that was what I was going to, that's what I was going to hit on, you know? I think you address your old line because at the end of the day, regardless of what you've got around you, you've probably got top two, I would arguably say, and probably the best running back to in the game right now when when fully healthy, obviously, because, I mean, you've got other great running backs in the game, but, you know, that that Henry is just, he's he's a locomotive, he's a, he's a he's train. He's man. Just, he's yeah. something different. Now, th- <laughs> there's one more group that I did leave off this list because, for me, I'm not calling it a bust. The move was certainly a bust, but 
But the player, that one's still, in my book, checked as incomplete. The, the Titans really need to do something at wide receiver. And I don't know if you can trust bringing in a dude. The only thing I think that's ever worked out for the Titans as far as wide receivers they've brought in was Nate Washington, man, from Pittsburgh. This dude was an absolute machine out there for the Titans when he was there. But as far as other free agents, I can't think of many. Can't think of many at all uh, outside of that just did not work out. I mean, look, and I warned everybody about Julio down here. <laughs> everybody was so excited. Was, Yay, we got Julio. I was like, mm-mm. We, we just broke <laughs> up with Julio. We know how this is going to work. <laughs> and, and, look, it went exactly the same. But that's how the Titans have been with all of these older receivers. It just does not work out at all, man. So, do you yeah, go draft in that end? Or do you trade because, again, is Andre Hopkins that dude? But is that also that 30-year-old wide receiver that's going to be like, ah, I'm done with my career? <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, you, I think you start with your old line you, you build that up, try to get you some young, strong offensive linemen up there. Somebody that even if you don't get the wide receiver core that you want or, you know, the star-studded wide receiver that you need on the team, you still have your Derrick Henry or Derrick Henry, you know, line in front of him. So he's able to make the playoffs by running the ball like y'all did two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, so – the let, let's talk draft picks as far as what the Titans have for draft equity here. So first round, they're going to pick 11th overall. They got the 41st pick in the second round. They have the 72nd overall pick in the third. Then they come back with the 144th pick in the fifth. So we don't have a fourth. Sixth round, you're looking at 173rd. Uh, got a seventh round pick, 206th overall. So, I mean... It's not like you don't have a full. Well, you don't have a full board, obviously, but you you at least got some draft equity here. You know, I, I can see some tackles coming off the board. I can see some cornerbacks coming off the board. I'm not too sure where this draft class is deep at, but they certainly got some good names sitting around everywhere in these positions that they need some help in. Now, before we start talking names, man, I I, I kind of want to steer this thing over here in your court. You know, you're a big Tampa Bay Buck fan. You know, we love talking about these guys here on the station. My thoughts yeah. are, what do these guys need? Well, I mean, uh, you know, disappointing into the season, you know, in multiple ways. Uh, we're going to – we we made it into the playoffs with almost oh, – below 500 record, I believe, right? Uh, I'm trying to forget the season already. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I, I but have... 19th pick overall, uh, first round. So, you know, the big question is, where do we go? Because right now, free agency is going to be the doomsday when it comes to Tampa. We lost Tom Brady. We know he's retired. We, well, I mean, we think we know. That's never well. <laughs> See, he's, he's, done he's officially filed the paperwork. So, I mean, that that's something he didn't make a move with last time. So, he's officially filed the paperwork. So, and he's and, and I think he's already committed to Fox next year. So, well, for the he's next also going to take like uh, he's going to take a year break from going straight okay. into Fox. So, 
you know, strategic move, make sure you're comfortable. I mean, he's been jumping on a bunch of podcasts. So, I mean, I, I think he's trying to get more familiar with the mic and having a little bit more fun in that area. So it's, uh, that all way it's I'm not a complete is, train wreck when he comes into the booth. All I'm saying is hashtag TV 12. If he wants to jump on a weekend recap yep. podcast, we would love to have him. Hey, Bubba. <laughs> Look, bring it. And we're already in Florida. <laughs> hey, yeah, you ain't got to go far, man. You, you ain't got to exactly. go far, you know. We got Discord. We got ways to talk. We, we can certainly Hop make on it 60, happen. We'll meet you halfway. <laughs> you know what? I'll come to your place. I heard it looks great. <laughs> but, so, that, uh, I mean, questions now are where do we go from here as a Tampa Bay organization? Do we, do we look into free agency? Because before we jump into what we might need, we're going to have to go over what we're going to be able to do in the offseason when it comes to free agency. Levante David, big, big name in our linebacker court, free agent this year. Must Jamal have. Dean. Jamal Dean, uh, Sean Mur- uh, Murphy Bundy, two yeah. of our star quarters, both free agents this year. Do we have the cap space to sign all three of these guys back to oh, man, no. contracts that they whole... want long term? Y'all don't have a whole lot of space there. And that that's why I, I think you're going to see a lot of these names not be there next season, man. And even, I hate to say it, Levante David might not be there. You know, I, I can see them working it out because, I mean, he's very much a defensive-minded head coach. But that's also going to come with a very high price tag in free agency. And I just don't know. Granted, they're not paying a quarterback big numbers yet. <laughs> but that doesn't mean they couldn't be targeting somebody like uh, Aaron Rodgers, which is going to cost a lot of draft equity and cap space. So if you're losing some heavy dollars, it makes financial sense. Yeah. And, and you know, and that's, that's, the, that's what we're looking at right now. Right now we're looking at quarterbacks, defensive backs, linebackers, and then defensive line. We, we need – me and you talked about it last night. We should see an Adamica Sue on the, on the field. Oh, We're like, why did, why did Tampa let him go? And it was because too much cap, too much for a one-year contract. You know, wanting $6 million for a one-year contract, it was not going to fit the Bucks' schedule whenever – or their, their cap space, whenever you have so many other surrounding players that want to be there for multiple years. Levante David, a- I – I was such I a huge advocate for the Indomitian Sue coming back to the team. I, I was so mad when it didn't happen, but I'm I'm sorry. Continue. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll touch on that in a second. The but Levante David, I'm on the other uh, other side of you on that one. I think he does come back. I think he is the one out of all three of those star players that I just named off that we really need to sign back at least two of the three. In between, I think we should sign Bavante David and Jamal Dean. I, I think we should let Murphy Bunning go, and because I think corner cornerbacks in this year's uh, draft is going to be got some the good talk options. when it comes to first round. Yeah, Definitely got some so, options. So I think that's where we're going to be at first round. I, I'm, I'm looking at a couple of names that have popped up on the mock draft. You know, Manuel Forbes from Mississippi State. He's a junior this year, six foot one eighty. But he's a, he's an athletic corner. As they've got him going, they also have Cam Smith, which is another name that has stood out in the cornerback position coming out of South Carolina as a junior. But then you got other names that are thrown out there in the draft. 
uh, in the mock drafts like uh, Drew Anderson from Arkansas, the junior linebacker from over there. That's if we don't find Levante David. Like I said, I I I just feel like Levante David wants to be in Tampa. Oh yeah, he's committed so he's much of his time there. Said that. Yeah, and unless we do him like we did uh, McCoy, where we just oh. don't sign him, even though he wants to be there. I, I just I don't see that ha- Lord, not happening Sue. though. Lord, I remember Sue coming out, you know, over the off season saying, no, "I want to be in Tampa." <laughs> you know, just sign me. <laughs> Even yeah. next Todd Bowles when he when he got the head coach spot, he's like, "Hey, coach, I'm still out here," <laughs> and then it just never happened. And look, Tampa but, Bay needed that this year. They they needed that big man, but uh, they needed a lot of things. But it'd been nice to see Sue back in there, man. It really would have. But I'm looking. I, I'm thinking, you know, we're 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 gonna need some kind of offensive lineman somewhere along the line. I think we're looking at both, uh, offensive guard, probably looking at uh, Osiris Terrence from Florida. If he falls all the way down to the a big dude. twenty or to the nineteenth pick, he that could be potentially our first round pick as well. Because now we're looking at two options here at quarterback position. Do we go out and, like you said, try to find a Rodgers or a Jimmy G or hopefully they bring in Carr. That's like my hopeful pick. And it seems very likely that he could possibly come. But who do we, who are we going to have at offensive coordinator this year? Because Leftwich is not with us anymore. People are um, forgetting that. Yeah, and y'all we, still have not signed. Nobody. Gave him the boot. Yeah. Exactly. And I don't know if there's somebody there eyeballing with the Kansas City Chiefs or the the Philadelphia Eagles, which is not a bad move. If you're you're trying to find somebody to come in and and call plays on your team, go with a winning system, you know. And that's what I don't understand about some of these hires that I've seen just over the last 24 hours. The Jets go and hire Todd Bowles. Not Todd Bowles, I'm sorry. Uh, Todd Downing, the Titans offensive coordinator that got fired this offseason. And it's like, do you guys watch what happened this year? (laughs) Why why in the hell would you go and hire somebody from a train wreck? It it makes no sense. It's like, you know what? You really screwed up there in Nashville. And, you know, how does three million a year sound? (laughs) What goes into Honestly, Play calling has been horrible this year for the Bucks, but I, I I'm still not sold that Leftwich was the problem when it came to offensive play calling. Yeah, eighty percent his problem. Well, I think that he was, was not our a, biggest issue. I think he was <laughs> stuck in a position where he had to make do something. I, I think he was just under the pressure of I have to do something. But well, I mean. When you when you're the shot caller of an offense that has Tom Brady as the captain, if Tom Brady doesn't perform, it's it's, it's definitely the coach. Yeah, like it, it, <laughs> it, there's nobody, there's no expert in the NFL that's going to say, yeah, Tom Brady was the problem this year, right. which was very much the case. I feel like as a Bucks fan, I was not, I was ecstatic to hear that he was coming to Tampa, but not sold on the fact that he was coming to Tampa because. I, I don't care for the Brady saga, the the drama that comes with him, the you know the, the soap opera like off seasons that he has. Oh, I'm retired. I'm coming back. This uh, 
Now, uh, I'm not, you didn't I'm not fully Brett Favre us. Now, Brett Favre went on a nice little <laughs> run there for a while. But it's like we didn't believe the guy there towards the end, neither. <laughs> it's like, you, right, you, you know, you've done. I will see. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you've done your your fair share of like sob stories to the NFL when the internet crashes from Brady retiring and everybody's pretty much saying, yeah, well, let's just wait until the off season to see if he's actually retired. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you, everybody in the in the NFL world, pretty much community there, uh, fans included, you know, nobody believes that it's it his final run until he's done, until they see him in a suit and not a uniform come Sunday. So, now, he, it, he does have those... a nice job lined up for him. So, I mean, it's not like he's riding off into a Wrangler commercial or anything. So, I mean, he, he's got it. He doesn't have a bad thing going. And then I've, granted, it just might be gossip I see on Facebook. You know how that, how reliable that stuff is. But I heard there might be some rekindling there with uh, Giselle with this retirement yeah. move. So, we'll, I hope to be the case, man. I, I really, really pull for people to be able to work things out. So uh, if that is the yeah. storyline that's coming out, I, I hope they can get it figured out. I really do. That's a lot of time to spend with somebody. But Yeah, uh, no, that's uh, that's one of those things you never, no matter how great the player is, you never want to see it affect their personal life. You never want to yeah. see a profession just as a decent human being. So yeah. for, that, for that case, I, I hope so. I, I can tell you firsthand, though, that decision is certainly going to affect my personal life because we have gone from first to trash all over again. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, see, and, you know, that's where we dive back into these draft picks. You know, one of these mock drafts have uh, – I was kind of astonished to see it. And you're not a big fan, but uh, you can give your give your two cents on it and tell me what you think. <laughs> you named them. AR-15 is on oh, the mock man. draft as – Maybe a possible first round pick for the Bucks. Look, I'm looking at Will Davis from Can or from Kentucky, but a lot of people think that Richardson might be coming to Tampa if falls all the way down to 19. We have not been able to sign anybody yet when it comes to the quarterback position. Rather, like I said, I hope it's Carr, but you know, there's a couple of big names that are still floating around there that could possibly be. Landing God. spots for Tampa. Look, I hope to God not Aaron Rodgers. Have you, have you heard what this nut job has done? He has no, I locked himself away in isolation oh, for yeah, four yeah. days <laughs> to think yeah. out what he wants to do. I mean, do you really want this nut job on your freaking on your team? Look, I jokingly said this dude looks like Negan from uh, from The Walking Dead. <laughs> the Walking Dead, but. Uh, <laughs> No, man, he's starting to sound batshit crazy just like him. <laughs> you don't well, put yourself in isolation, Bubba. <laughs> You've been in isolation too much. Look, I don't think he came down off his iOS trip, man. This dude might st- still be tripping his balls off. You know, he had a really shitty season. <laughs> well, that that's the thing. You know, we look at last offseason whenever he kind of went AWOL on the, on the media and nobody really heard from him for a week or two and then he pops up in and roasted Hawaii out there. He absolutely yeah. roasted the Green Bay Packers. I was like, oh he ain't coming back this year. And he did. What the hell? <laughs> you know, so I don't get it. He ain't look, and Green Bay said, Hey, when you come to a decision, 
we're open to anything. So Green Bay, man, these guys are done with this. They're they're ready to move on. I think this thing's more toxic than the Brett Favre <laughs> the fiasco it's, they had going on, man. Is it is it the franchise like to do that to two? You know, Hall of Famers. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say Brett Favre definitely Hall of Fame, um, but Aaron Rodgers potentially Hall of Fame quarterback. I mean, I would put him in contention for it down the road. But he is it the franchise that does this to these guys that makes them go bonkers towards the end of their career to where they <laughs> they just they they need to go into hibernation mode for four days or go on a I mean, don't get me wrong, some days I come home from work and I'm like, you know, a week long vacation to Hawaii might do me some good before I go back to work. <laughs> but in the, the same Iowa instance <laughs> in the same instance uh, he's got you know as a franchise, you got to be able to tell, all right, this guy doesn't want to be here, so let's get him out while we can still get something out of him before we lose him for nothing. Because if I'm not mistaken, he's still got one more year there in Green Bay, right? So he'd have to be traded. No, I'm, I don't know how far out he extended. I know he extended his contract. And <clears throat> he's got a heavy, heavy contract. So, I mean, you're going to have to have the cap space to bring this guy in. But, uh, no, man, it's uh, – He's still in the contract up there. So if you get rid of him, he's no longer Aaron Rodgers. Give me two first-round picks and a second-round pick for him, and you take on his contract. That's what it used to be for Aaron Rodgers. Now it's, all right, we'll take we'll take a fourth or a fifth if you, if you got it. If you want to throw us a bone and give us a third-round pick, perfect. But now you, you've depleted your value in, in your Hall of Fame quarterback that you could have easily got rid of last year when he wanted to leave and gotten probably a second and possibly even a first-round pick out of him. And somebody would have definitely uh, – so many teams had that cap space last year that they would have definitely allowed him to come and take up off their, half their cap space and gave the Green Bay Packers whatever they wanted for him. See, and yeah. now this year you're looking at possibly, possibly a third-round pick, if that. See, here's my. I, thought. I don't understand. I don't know if I would want to give up any draft equity as a GM, you know, with this dude's. I mean, ayahuasca is not illegal for the NFL, but it is definitely not something you want to be taking and be the face of a franchise. And this dude might just have a bad trip and decide he's never coming back from wherever this is in South America, Central America, wherever he's been heading for all this mess, but he might not just, he might not come back <laughs> physically or just mentally period. And you just have no idea what these hallucinogens will do to you. But, uh, I don't know if I would want to commit that much to get somebody and completely wreck my franchise because the dude went on another junkie binge <laughs> in the jungle. So, and you know, and that's that's where that lies. I, you know, I, most teams might just say, "Hey, I'll give you a fifth or a sixth round pick for him, and I'll take on his big contract." Like that's what you're getting for him. And you, they might throw in, you know, a second or a third string player to kind of help fill in a roster spot on the Green Bay side. But <clears throat> yeah, it, if 
he's coming back. I, if he comes back to the NFL this year, he he's not going back to Green Bay. And if he does go back to Green Bay, he's he's not going to be there. You know, and like you said, he's not mentally going to be there. And and kind of, I think you're going to see a lot what you've seen with Brady in Tampa this year. He was just mentally, I think he was just drained Done. before the season really got kicked off for him. So it was just one of those things that whenever you're an older older quarterback like that, you've got to be mentally prepared to to be hit 40, 60 times yeah. a year. And, and, look, and I don't – you're, you're for a franchise that doesn't there. give a shit. We uh, – I, I forget where I heard the interview – but they had interviewed Tom Brady's dad, and he said, yeah, no, I know he was done for real this time because it's the first time he's ever talked about, man, i just just tired of getting hit. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, he just finally got to that point in his life. It was like, I don't want to get beat up like this no more. I'm just, yeah, it's it's time to quit. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, it, they always say, and I feel this, man, the older you get, the, the more it, you don't bounce back from it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It takes just a little bit longer to get back over that one. So, but that yeah, just I mean, leaves Tampa Bay in so many different directions they need to go. <laughs> you know, the, the good news is you got Ryan Jensen on a three-year contract, you know. Yeah. I called him whiffs quite a bit this offseason, but worse, you know, he's pretty good. You know, he's pretty good. I, I can't be too mad at the guy. But that leaves you a lot of, I need to figure that out. <laughs> so I think uh, what you're going to see when it comes to the Buck side is uh, we're probably going to want to let go of uh, Smith. He, we're going we're gonna to let him go. We're going to probably either bring in a mediocre lineman or draft a lineman somewhere in the second or third round. And, uh, we're going to get rid of that cap space on on that old, old line because Smith is just not that guy. He He's an average at best, but he takes up a lot of cap space yeah. for somebody that's average. And when you got Jensen and you got Worth, Worth, you got guys that are worth the money, and Smith's not one of them. So I look to see him not being on the line come next year. And uh, that's going towards not having to worry about restructuring contracts with some of our bigger names like Godwin and. Uh, you know, some like Winfield. We're gonna to want to try to sign him. We're gonna want. We're gonna to want to have to get David back. I think I, I'm sticking by my my thesis on that. I think he's one that's just wanting to be in Tampa, and I don't think we let him go. I think he's the next Derek Brooks. He, he's gonna be there until he retires, just because he likes Tampa that well, and he'll settle for a mediocre contract, even if it comes down to that. So, I think first round we go corners. If we don't get the quarterback situation figured out in free agency, we're looking second round, probably a quarterback, maybe an offensive lineman, one of the two. But first round, definitely cornerbacks. And if he slips down here, I'm thinking we're going Cam Smith. That's who I'm putting my money on if I'm a betting man. But uh, now, here, there's a couple of different question. names out there. You you know this team better than me and their, their draft history. Does this feel like a team that would move up to try to draft a quarterback? No. Okay. No. Um, obviously not. We we got we settled for trapped and, and <laughs> we settled. 
and we're <laughs> and, and we're pretty much set as a franchise. Everybody pretty much knows if you follow Tampa, you know if we do not sign a veteran quarterback in the off season, Trask is our starter, and he's going to be fighting with whoever we draft as a quarterback this year. Well, you, you, so, you got to look at this too. You got to see who his mentor was. I mean, he did sit be- behind Tom freaking Brady. You know, so he, this dude at least hopefully picked up some sort of regiment, some sort of note-taking, some, you know, how does this dude read a defense? How does this dude take film study, you know? Hopefully he picked up something <laughs> that way that Tampa Bay can focus on actually fixing a lot of their holes this offseason. I just... Because Derek Carr is still under contract. You you got Aaron Rodgers is still under contract. I'm trying to think of the other ones sitting out there. Baker Mayfield, I think he's on a uh, – he was on a one-year contract, so he might be a free agent this year. Lamar Jackson, they haven't gotten that figured out. I mean, granted, they're going to franchise tag this guy, but uh, they could also turn around and trade him. under that franchise tag and at that point it gets signed somewhere so i mean there's a lot of options and if you're gonna bust up a draft i swear to god i'd give up the moon for lamar jackson (laughs) i would i would give up whatever it took i'm just saying he's worth that draft pick it it would be it would be good to see him in a tampa uniform but in the same instance he doesn't fit the scheme in Tampa. He's a mobile quarterback. We can make a scheme. The scheme just retired. <laughs> we yeah, well, we got to figure that something else out. That is very true. That is very true. And if and we ain't going to fix that line, we're going to need him to run, motherfucker, run. <laughs> so it's we, we got we got uh, we had our Hall of Fame quarterback retire, and we had our offensive coordinator uh, get fired. So I mean. I would uh, honestly, I would love to see him do it from the press box. He ain't even got to come on the field. Bring Arians back in. Bring him on. Put him as a put him as the assistant coach and let him stay up in the dang press box and call plays on the offensive side. Oh, yeah, we just he did do an so. Offensive that was the different defensive head coach and just let them do their things. It, we can get Bruce we, Arians and Macy. <laughs> you know, I'm cool with that. <laughs> He'd be cool with that, actually. It's just it's, there's so many there's so many voids on the offensive side that are going to have to be filled. On top of how many people are we going to sign back on the defensive side, and hopefully to band aid the defense enough to just hopefully bring in a couple of different draft picks and stack up the depth chart on the defensive side and not have to worry so much on the offensive side because at the end of the day, we still have our running backs. We still have our wide receivers. We have an offensive line. I mean, we have two. When you think of an offensive line, you you think, oh, yeah, you need a a healthy offensive line. But when you think you got two pro ball offenses, yeah, you you got Worth, which is pro ball, but that's your guy. And you got Jensen in the center. You don't really need another star-studded offensive lineman on the line. It would be nice, but now, you can put need three average guys around. Right. You're going to need someone good on the right. The uh, defensive ends, they're getting smart, man. They can play both sides of the field. It just get to the quarterback for those guys. 
But uh, but like, if cool, you get a young, we'll, we'll go to the crappy dude. <laughs> we'll we'll if try you get his over a quarterback here. that's young or has the awareness. You don't have to focus so much on that right side. You can get an average right right guard or right tackle somebody that can navigate and, uh, the pocket. Yeah, yeah, or somebody that's mobile. You know, you think of the young that can be mobile. You know, think of somebody like Jalen Hurts. You know, you bring in somebody that's young that has some legs to him. I can Let, get out of the pocket. Let, let's talk about someone young that, that would uh, be mobile in this draft that could be a viable option for the Titans and the Bucks here. You know, if by by chance some of these guys slip down. So looking here at NFL draft buzz, uh, they've got a pretty good ranking here. But Bryce Young is the number one guy on this list. Uh, but between him, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, uh, Will Levis, I see these guys going pretty fast. You know, there's a lot of comparison with Lil Will Levis on the Josh Allen side of things, you know, just this raw potential talent thing. But as a Titan fan, that scares the shit out of me. <laughs> I don't want no raw potential, nothing. We just Malik willis it. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I don't want to do it again. <laughs> so, but looking here at the list, man, just trying to go down the top ten, they got Hendon Hooker, they got Tanner McGee, Anthony Richardson, which you've mentioned. You got, oh lord, up my, I gotta get my eyeballs on Zoom. You got Jackson Hall. You you got Stinson Bennett. You got Clayton Toon. You got. I can't read that far, but you got O'Connell out of Purdue. So it, I don't see these top 10 really wowing a lot of people outside of the top five, maybe. But that Anthony Richardson conversation reminds me a lot of the, uh, again, the Malik Willis conversation, which Will Levis is going to, in, in my opinion, he's a, more of a refined passer. Whereas Anthony Richardson really fits that Malik Willis play style, you know, huge arm, absolutely huge arm, not necessarily accurate, but just a huge arm <laughs> and he can run it, you know, and that they just seem very parallel. Now, hopefully Anthony Richardson can read a defense better than Liberty or, or I'm sorry. He came from Liberty for Malik Willis, but, uh, I don't know if I would trust that in a draft. And if, again, it takes me back to the Jets hiring uh, Todd Downing. Why are you going to go after somebody that wasn't that good? You know, why why waste your time? (laughs) I don't get it. Now, there are some names on that list that really intrigue me just because of pedigree and body of work that I don't think is getting enough conversation. But, well, granted, he probably screwed himself up with this. Well, he got arrested. But Stetson Bennett, man, Stu's won back-to-back national championships. And I don't think he's getting enough respect because he showed that he's going to go out there and fling that ball around and, and, and win a national championship. I think he's going to be gonna... one of the top five quarterbacks sneaking in up in this draft. But uh, how do you feel about Stetson Bennett? coming to Tampa Bay because I think that he could be around when Tampa goes to draft. 
Yeah, it's possible. Uh, first, I want to hit on the Anthony Richardson thing just before I step into that. <laughs> just because I, 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 I feel like if this, if this is what the mock drafts have for Tampa, because Anthony Richardson, why would you go for two quarterbacks out of the state of, or out of the University of Florida that proved that they couldn't win in college and then expect <laughs> them to be your next franchise quarterback? Oh, shots fired. Because of style. And I'm a Florida fan, trust me. Like, I'm a Gators fan. and But it, it, I, I'm not a big fan of this. And it, it, it seems dumb to me that you would want to go after him. Um, if you're going to go after a quarterback and you feel like you you want to do that, the Bears are going to try to get rid of their first overall pick that they got. They probably want to go into the Colts because they, they need a quarterback. But the Bears don't need a quarterback. They got filled. So, and I think Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud is going to be, you know, probably Bryce Young. He'll, he'll be uh, number one overall pick as a quarterback. And so I think he's going to go – I think you probably see the first overall pick probably get traded away, maybe even the second overall pick get traded away to a team like the Colts that need, need a quarterback really bad. But – I'm on, I'm on the opposite end when it comes to Bennett. I, I, I don't think he's going to – I think he's going to be a second-round, third-round pick. And I only say this because he's a seventh-year college player. He's not coming into the league as a young 21-year-old or a young 20-year-old that's athletic. He's coming in as a 25-year-old, 26-year-old. Now are you going to take the chance on bringing this guy in as a third-year contract with him and what by the time he's out of his rookie contract he's Dude's damn near 30s. 30 <laughs> so he's gonna be I, I think 30s, by the way. I, I think that's that's what's gonna hold him back and i i'm i'm like i said on this one i gotta disagree with you i think he's gonna be second third round pick material just based off the of age and i think that's why his if you look down at some of his uh, draft ratings right now and his where he where he stacks up against the rest of the field is he's He's down halfway down the list, eighth, ninth position. Well, his, on the, his recent arrest is really going to crush any hope of that being a first-round <clears throat> option ever. He, uh, he he feels very much like a older Johnny Menzel. <laughs> he really does, especially the, the bonehead move getting himself arrested there. But uh, I'm interested to see how all this stuff's going to work out, man. Hendon Hooker. Is another name that's circulating. I think he's going to be a top five pick. I mean, just the way that dude was able to run the RPO there in Tennessee. My goodness, man. I mean, and he. And if we're going to go Anthony Richardson in Tampa, I would much rather see Hooker fall all the way down to 19th and we pick him up if, <laughs> if that's the case. Him <laughs> on 11th. He's got I, a, I'm, I'm really sold on the can, uh, Kentucky guy. Yeah. He's got a cannon. Well, both of them's got a cannon on Levis has got a bigger arm than what uh, Hendon Hooker had, but. See, what I liked about Hooker is he's kind of got the Deshaun Watson-type play to him. He's very accurate with the ball, very athletic, but that's not their primary go-to. You know, these guys just kind of like gate around out there in the flats just trying to find something open, kind of almost like what Patrick Mahomes does, but just not on that level. <laughs> you know, I'd love for that to be on that level, but uh, I- I'm I'm intrigued, man, you know. We're kind of pushing up, you know, a little over an hour on this show, so we're going to cut this one off here soon. 
But we'll, we'll dive deeper into the, the draft conversation, guys. So make sure you're tuning in each week and uh, keep up with us. Uh, find us on social media. It's the Weekend Recap. Find us on Facebook. Uh, if you find me on Instagram, understand I don't do nothing on Instagram. <laughs> Come back and see us over here on Facebook because that's where we do business. But, uh, again, all these shows, you can find us on Google and Apple you can find us there on Spotify as well. Just search the weekend recap, pulls right up, hit play, find the shows, and then enjoy, man. We're going to bring you the latest in sports news and entertainment. You're going to get our reactions, and, and you're going to stay up to date on all the national and local scenes here. So always love having you guys in there, Quentin, man. Love you jumping on with us. But uh, I, I think we'll we're be in have studio to, next time. Yeah, we'll be in studio next time. We'll have to. Uh, dive deeper into the uh, the draft conversation next time we come on. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that podcast to drop. So find us on Facebook, find us on Spotify, Google, Apple Podcasts, tune in, subscribe, like, just make sure you keep up with the show. But uh, you've been listening to the Weekend Recap, and until next time, keep it classy, outlaws.